0: Welcome back. This is the soft count. So we're a week removed from the Tony Ferguson knockout. I miss it. Miss him. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be back. Actually, I was thinking about it recently. He's uh just some of these guys they wheel out that have been around for so long that aren't even as beloved as him. Anyway, he'll be back. <laughs> but you know what it is? It's Friday night. Friday night pickups. Been- I love it. So, we got some cool fights tomorrow night. I'm going to run through the picks real quick before I talk about them, and then I'll probably talk a little NBA. I just got done finishing watching the Bucks. But let me uh, bring up my gambling side of choice here. If anybody ever sponsors me, I'll say what gambling side I like. But, you know, as of now, pick whichever one you like. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, no free advertising, right? So, first fight of the night is Andre Petrosky and Nick Maximov. If you haven't seen Nick fight yet, uh, he is hes kind of like the new up and coming guy out of the Diaz camp. Everybody's kind of really excited about him. I saw him fight once. Uh, I think it went to a decision, possibly. He tried to choke this dude out a bunch. He really wants to use his jiu jitsu, which they really like in the Diaz camp. As far as prelims go, this is going to be sweet. I think, man, I, I honestly. I'm going to make a, a lot of tickets. But if you're not betting against Nick Maximov in this fight, there's really no reason to bet on it. Unless you're going to bet on how he's going to knock him out. And we don't really know that much about Nick yet because he's just not been around that long. He's only had like one fight in the UFC so far. And I saw it. We watched it. It was cool. He, he looks like he might have some talent. He also looks a little bit um, just not as engaged. I, I he's I think he's gonna lose tomorrow night with Andre. I think mean, Andre looks fucking scary, man. He's got like a mouth tattoo on his arm and a sickle and hammer on his ch- chest. He looks, he looks crazy. Um, and Nick didn't impress me. I mean, he needs to come out and I mean, he's a heavy favorite in this fight. He's got to win it. But I'm uh I'm smelling an upset there. I wasn't super impressed with Nick in his first fight, and uh, he looks a little soft in the body and this Andre dude does not and he looks super scary <laughs> next fight is uh, one of the up and coming Asian fighters Tatsuro Taira I think is what his name is and so he's supposed to come in and beat the pants off of Carlos Candelario tomorrow he looks like he's in good shape Carlos I don't know man these these early fights we had like two big upsets right off the bat last week and um, man man I just haven't seen enough of these kind of guys from the Far East yet to really know. Like I'm just, I've, there's only like one guy that I've really enjoyed watching, and that was um, obviously you know the Korean zombie. Everybody likes him. China's got a big new UFC MMA like complex. They're really trying to get some fighters in the UFC. I'm gonna take him. I'll take him. Why not, Tatsuro? -294. It's kind of like Nick Maximov. It's like if you're going to put both of those on a ticket, you're going to have to make it a parlay if you want to make any money. But we'll take him and we'll take an upset in the first fight. The third fight of the night might be one of the most interesting matchups. I really like both of these women. We've I've watched them fight a lot. And Verna is badass. She is gangster as fuck and Angela Hill, she's like I've watched her kind of go through a transformation as a fighter. I've seen a few she's she's laid a few eggs, you know, she's had a few duds, but she's had some really good fights too. I think Virna's gonna be too much to handle at minus one eighty nine. Virna's really good. And she doesn't have an off night. But they're both jacked. They're both fucking jacked. Angela's talented though. I do like her. I just think uh I think Virna's gonna probably get it by a decision. The next fight. Oh yeah. Okay. You guys get a second. You needed to look at this Alan Patrick guy. I've never seen him before. Um, I I mean, maybe I have. Oh yeah, I have actually, because I remember the I remember the weird hand tattoo he's got on his side. He looks not. I don't know what's wrong with him right now. I don't know what his face is. What's up with his? He looks. I mean, he looks strung out or something. Something. (laughs) I don't know where they found this guy. I am not betting anything on him. He looks nuts. Michael Johnson looks like he's ready to fight. And this guy, this guy, Alan Patrick, I, I've never seen anybody that quite looks like this dude. So if you're online, hop on a website. <laughs> Look at this dude. I'm not betting on him. He looks not the right kind of crazy. <clears throat> Andrea, Andrea KGB Lee. She needs to change that name now, I think. <laughs> against uh, Vivian I think I think Andrea gets it done she's kind of on the up and up we'll see she does a little too much Instagram and she looks like she's living a pretty easy life so we'll see how hard she's been actually training I follow these people on online you know and kind of see what their life is like and some of these fighters you know after they get a couple wins and they're not even super successful yet but they get a couple wins and they they start enjoying the life you know and uh, I don't blame them the next fight, I'm taking Jake Hadley at minus two twenty-two. I don't see the upset there. Alan Nascimento, not not in, not into it. The next fight's Manuel Torres at minus one forty-three. I'm liking it. He is built. Frank Camacho's a good fighter though. I just I think this Manuel dude, something about him. He looks like uh, he might be special. The next fight is a. <laughs> the next fight is gonna be brutal to watch. If you're a guy and you got a crush on Amanda Ebus, I don't blame you. But Caitlin Chikugan is badass, and she's only minus 154. Part of that is because they really, really want Amanda Ebus to be a star. Why? Because she's really pretty. And and her jujitsu is badass. But she's not a really good fighter. you know, she gets punched in the face a couple of times and she gets she gets dizzy real quick. And when the first time I saw her fight, I think she did. She got an arm bar off within a couple seconds, and I was like, wow, this girl's going to be awesome. And now I've seen her lose twice in a row since then. And uh, she can't really strike. And most of that is she can't really get hit in the – she can't take a hit, which is a bummer because <clears throat> she has a lot of talent. I don't know. I don't see it. Caitlin's, Caitlin's big, tall, strong. yeah. Caitlin at minus 155 is a great, great bet. Davey Grant. So Davey Grant's another one of those guys like last week with Darren Elkins where it's like I'm just not betting against some of these guys. Certain guys I won't bet against ever again. Ever. Like I lost money. I watched them. And then at, since then they've never been anything but consistent. And Davey Grant is the epitome of consistent. He will fight till the bell rings. He is he's tough. He is super tough. He looks like he—I don't know—he looks like he was in the military at some point. He's kind of got that vibe about him, like British military guy. I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but he looks like something like that. Uh, super tough and really pretty solid hands. I mean, just like, like I don't know, not like amazing anything. Just his best of quality is his gas tank and his toughness. But he's got some good hands. Louis Smolka is in trouble. Eon at minus two thirty-three. I mean, you just can't. Ryan Span looks like he was high as shit. Uh, Eon, he looks like he's just like hungry. He wants to kill someone. Every time I see this guy, he's like ready to kill. Can't bet against him. Now, the next fight, the last fight, the main event, this was supposed to be in Columbus. I was really pumped about it, and it didn't happen. Got replaced with Kai Kara France, which was awesome. I was actually really pleased about that. All right, so every now and then, Vegas will give you a treat. A couple years ago, it was Francis when he fought Stipe. Francis was like minus 130 against Stipe, which was insane. And a lot of you, I know, love Stipe, especially if you're in Columbus or the Ohio area. How can you not? He was the champ. And I do like Stipe. And he was the champ. And so it's hard for Vegas to ever have the champ not be favored. They just have a hard time doing it. And so he wasn't favored, but you'll never see Francis at minus 130 again in his entire career because it's just, it's insane. He, he's not, he's always heavy favorite. It's hard to win money on those fights. Tomorrow night's one of those nights. Jan, okay. Jan didn't knock out Izzy. Okay, big deal. He won. But it wasn't a knockout. It didn't really look like a strong performance. I felt like there was kind of some kind of handshake, like, "Yo, this is an exhibition." <laughs> you know, I guess it was for Jan's belt, wasn't it? I don't, I don't really remember. It was a weird fight. It wasn't that exciting. A couple takedowns for Jan, and then Jan lost to the you know previous champ Glover Teixeira recently. And I think people are like off off his train right now. But dude, at light heavyweight, Jan is a fucking monster. And uh, he's fighting Alexander Rakich. I don't know how to say his last name. Fuck him. Here's the problem. Alexander has fought twice in the last two years. And I don't remember him. He fought Tiago Santos and he fought... I think he fought Anthony Smith. I'd have to look that up. It's been a minute. The dude doesn't fight very often. And Jan does. And so... I just don't I I mean I think Jan's gonna go out there and murder this dude I know that I know a lot of people are really high on this Alexander Rakich guy he's like 14 and 2 he's pretty handsome right and that's why the USC and all these people they want they want these handsome people to be the champs I'm really shocked at the odds Alexander's minus 196 and Jan is plus 150 you gotta that is insane first of all Alexander's a striker Jan is everything he he can legitimately do everything. I mean not not necessarily a submission guy, but he can like he can sit and guard and pound. He can take you down easily and then ground and pound from there. But Yana plus 150, I just can't pass that up. That's hot. Yeah. Got to take that. And so those are my picks. We'll do I'll, I'll give you some quick parlays here in a second. Let me um I've got a couple things I want to like kind of point out tonight. I think tomorrow we're going to see some decisions i think there's going to be quite a few decisions tomorrow night there's some bangers i think there's a possible couple possible knockouts don't be surprised if the jan and alexander fight goes the distance i won't be surprised one bit all right so let's get to some parlays um listen if i really like at plus 150 you combine that with a couple things you're going to get some really nice odds um the other, the other odds, I really do think Amanda Ebus should be like plus 250 and Caitlyn Chikugan should be probably minus 250. I mean, I really do. Amanda has only had one good performance. One. And then she's backed out of a couple fights and then, I, you know, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out on her. I really, I, I like her. She seems like the nicest person you've ever seen. But, uh, yeah, she's in trouble tomorrow night, big time. And Caitlin Chicogan is no joke. She's trying to go for the belt. And so I'm gonna combine if I were to take her, Jan Blockowitz, and Davey Grant, that three way parlay, put a hundred bucks on that, that'll earn you five hundred and fifty five bucks. That's pretty nice. And then I'll give you a kind of a wacky... I always like going for giving you a wild parlay. And I do think this... I think this upset is possible. I think that Andre Petroski fight at plus 295. Virna at minus 189. And then I'll do Caitlin again and Jan. I mean, Jan at plus 150. I could put that on several parlays. I think he's going to win. He needs to win. But if you take Caitlin, Jan, Verna, and Andre, four things... Hundred bucks get you twenty five hundred bucks. Pretty hot. Obviously, the big one is Andre Petroski. We need him to win, and he's he's a big underdog. He's a plus two ninety five, and Nick just hasn't shown me enough yet. I if anybody, he got really tired in the first fight I watched him in. Uh, He did win, but I think it might have been on decision. He got really kind of gassed. He kind of he, he spends a lot of time going for submissions. So if you're looking to bet on Nick Maximov and you really like him, and I do like him, I like anybody that comes out of the Diaz camp for obvious reasons. They're all just gangsters, you know, and I mean that in like a, a endearing way. Like they're just fucking badass. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Nick is minus three eighty five. If we go into his props, let's see what we got for a submission. Nick by submission, that's that's plus three seventy. I think that's probably the best thing you're gonna get out of that so if you take let's do let's do one more let's get Nick Maximov by a decision and then we'll add we'll add Eon, Davey Grant I mean really when you add when you have a submission thing on that I I think just I think if you just want to make a straight-up bet maybe like a 20 I'd put it right there. Put a twenty on Nick Maximov by by submission. I think he's gonna get upset, but I think if it, that's his avenue of winning, I think if he's gonna be able to beat this guy, it's gonna be by submission. Because this other dude just looks aggro as shit. And if Nick Nick apparently or supposedly has a lot of skills, has like a really deep skill set and can do all kinds of crazy submissions and all this shit, I'm shocked that they're the first fight of the night. Honestly. Um, that'll be fun that'll be real fun so that's our Friday night pick and before we move on to our normal uh, talk maybe some NBA talk we just have to do our quick reminder of our uh, all the favorites bet our dollar on all the favorites We're gonna, we do this every week it's uh, one of my favorite things to do last week you would have won $11,000 on a dollar if all the favorites won they didn't there was a ton of upsets Vegas was all fucked up last week the week before, we would have only won hundred bucks. I think we're going to have a similar week this week. There's not the odds are not crazy, and there's not as many fights. But let's see what we get. So Nick, Tatsuro, Vina, Michael, standby, and all the favorites. That's plus nine thousand, and a dollar on that will win you ninety-one bucks, and we'll go ahead and. Uh, place that bet we do it every week and like I said every week it, 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 it ranges like sometimes it's 11 grand sometimes it's 50 bucks um I think it's pretty unlikely tomorrow night I think there's actually there's a couple places where there's going to be upsets especially the main event I can't believe Yon's an underdog that still is like mind blowing so yeah I think we're in for a good UFC weekend so I just finished up the uh Milwaukee game and it looks like the NBA in the East is going how our initial prediction Milwaukee Bucks and Celtics are beating on each other and uh, the Heat kind of skated to the, to the championship game or the conference finals so now it's going to be interesting to see how they come out of this because after game 7 teams are tired Jason Tatum looked awesome tonight It's like, and I've I've mentioned this before, Jason Tatum to me, when he is on, appears to be the best player in the NBA. He's more physical than Kevin Durant. I mean, he's built almost like LeBron, like a, a little bit younger LeBron, before Miami. People forget, like in Miami, LeBron probably weighed 280 pounds. He was huge, jacked, jacked. I've been 250 before. And I'm I'm way I'm under that right now. I'm way under. <clears throat> I'm under 200 pounds right now. But yeah, LeBron was on, on like probably close to 300 pounds. I mean, he was like 280. He had to be. He was he's six eight, and he he was that muscular. Like dude, he weighed 280 in Miami. Look up look up LeBron in Miami. He was huge. But anyway, before that, he was a little bit thinner, and now he's slimmed down again. But Jason Tatum has that type of body. He he's like a a guard and a forward's body which is basically what everybody's looking for in the NBA. That's that's always what it's like the the unicorn everybody's searching for, a, a forward that can play guard like LeBron, like Kevin Durant, you know, that that's that's the new shit. That's what they thought Ben Simmons was going to be. That you know when he came out, it was like, "Oh my god, he's huge and he plays like a guard." And it, you know, everybody gets really infatuated with it. I mean, Luka Lucas 6'8", Magic Johnson. I mean, really, it was Magic that r- was the first one. He was a forward-playing guard. And so ever since then, that's been, the, that's been the standard. That's the golden unicorn. That's what everybody wants. And Jason Tatum, I've thought, when he's on, like I said, when he is on, I've thought, man, he's better than everybody. He can shoot better than LeBron. He's more physical than Kevin Durant. He is sweet. But it's just not all the time and that's the bummer because I want it to be and tonight it was beautiful just beautiful and you know what's funny is, as, as well as he was playing he was playing phenomenal and I'm watching him he's making just like step back threes that are sick he's doing everything and he had like 34 points and Giannis had like 42 at the time I was like god damn how does Giannis have that many more points right now He's not even making threes. It's, it was just crazy. Giannis had like over forty points and twenty rebounds, and they lost. Which is that's one of that's when that's when you lose your superstars. That's when Kareem left, right? That's like when people start leaving. They're like, man, if I get forty-five points and twenty rebounds and we lose, I don't want. I don't want to be here. I don't know, man. I don't see Giannis wanting to stay there very long. If they, he wants to get back to back. That'd be sick. Like getting back to back in Milwaukee, he'd be, you know, kind of a. He's already a legend there forever. But it, I just see him ready to try something else. And it's going to be in the NBA. He's not leaving the NBA. He doesn't have any other skills. He's too big to play other sports. I, I don't know if he's got it in his mind that he's going to like switch sports or something, but he isn't. He's an NBA player. And. It's just a matter of where he's going to go and what kind of offense they're going to play and who he's going to team up with, but he hasn't really played with anybody good. Not really. Chris Middleton is not a two. He's a two on that team, and he did step up in the playoffs last year. He did, but I'm, I'm still not all in yet. I don't believe that he's a two yet. I just don't. So I, I don't see him sticking around, especially if they lose game seven. I mean, he signed a contract, but you know what contract, contracts are – They're meaningless, (laughs) especially in the NBA. Just fucking complain and get traded, you know. Just whatever you want. Now they've done everything for him, though. You know, they even signed his family member, like his brothers and shit, are on the team. Like they're they're all in on Giannis. They'll do anything for him. So we'll see. Except get him like other good players to play with. They they tried, but nobody wants to fucking live in Milwaukee. (laughs) Sorry if you live in Milwaukee, but you know nobody wants to live in fucking Columbus either. That's where I live, so I feel you. Been exciting, though. Good series. Jason Tatum's sick. He is sick. Can't wait for Game 7, though. That's going to be really awesome. I'm starting to think, though, that neither of these teams are probably going to be... They're both equipped to beat the Heat. I don't know how they're going to feel after Game 7 of these two Titans kind of beating on each other. I just think they're going to be worn down. It's going to be hard. The Heat are... The Heat are like... I wish I could give you a Formula 1 reference, but there's certain drivers in Formula 1 that are just steady eddies. They're always right there, right there, never a mistake, never really first place, but always just at the front, just cruising. I'm always here. Somebody else messes up, I just pull right in, no problem. And uh, they remind me of that. They make very few mistakes, and they've made made some moves too. This dude, Max Struess, is baller. And they've gotten Duncan Robinson off the court because he can't play any defense at all, and he's a streaky shooter. When he's on, you're like, "Oh my god, Duncan Robinson! He can make it from anywhere." It's like, no, not really. He's catch and shoot. He's not even off the dribble shoot. He's like, I come running down the baseline, I come around the corner, catch it, and shoot off a of corner three. And you know, there's been a lot of guys that can do that. I mean, that's what Ray Allen did. Well, <laughs> a lot better, but and, and Ray could dribble and and play defense. He could do a lot. <laughs> But, yeah, anyway, Max Strews, they get this guy. I was like, where the fuck did this guy come from? Illinois, apparently. He uh, He's balling. He gets you 20-some points a game, can defend. Really nice player. The Heat are good at that. Pat Riley's really good at finding guys. And so, yeah, I'm, not, I'm kind of not thinking the Bucks are – even if the Bucks get through the Celtics now because it went to Game 7 and they weren't able to just bulldoze – I just don't see it. I also don't see the Bucks now getting getting it done in, in Boston. If Jason Tatum can play like that tomorrow, or uh, whenever it is, the game, game seven, if he plays like that again, there's nothing they can do. Because Jason Tatum is guaranteed to have a few guys get their points. Jalen Brown is, he's like, he's like Tatum where it's like, man, this dude can give you 30 or give you six. It's like, what? I mean, Jason Tatum never gives you six, but, you know. My point is, is, it's just inconsistent. I think the Heat are going to skate in. I, I've been, my mind has changed. I don't think Dallas or Phoenix is good enough to win it. I know everybody we've going into the playoffs loved Phoenix. They loved them, even with even before Devin Booker got hurt. I never, I never loved them. They're another one of those really great regular season teams because they're so well constructed the problem is in the playoffs. And this is this is the problem is that your game plan has to change to really favor your stars. The game just changes. Like you get behind, you get panicky, you get anxiety, like just everything about the game, the playoff get, the game is different. And so when a team's really good in the regular season, I always get a little worried because I'm like, man, it's a different game. Like it's a new game. Even the referees call the game differently. And so the Suns, and then and then Devin got hurt, which is sucks. And he's played well, even, with it being hurt. But you can tell, even he came back early, and he probably shouldn't have. But he's playing anyway, because it's the playoffs. Again, a new game. If this were the regular season, he wouldn't be playing right now. That only furthers my point, that it's a different game. Different mindset, different mentality, everything about it. And so your regular season record doesn't really impress me that much. In fact, the team with the greatest regular season record of all time got beat in the finals. So, there's a lot there's a lot that goes into playoff teams and regular season teams and what makes them successful. With the Phoenix, they've got a lot of guys that were really successful in the regular season. Going into the playoffs, Deandre Ayton was starting, people were acting like he's the best big man. It's like he is not the best big man. He's really nice though. But he's not the best and uh, yeah they're struggling Chris Paul man I've been saying this for many years and Chris Paul is the king of the regular season and in the playoffs he he's not bad in the playoffs he'll give you a couple performances in the playoffs that are spectacular but then you know he'll get hurt <laughs> usually or just have a couple blah games I mean if I was wrong he'd already have a championship but just watch him it's like one game he'll have the, he tied in this playoffs where you're like, wow, that was incredible. They're going to need that. And he just can't do it. I don't know. I'm out on the Suns. I, I was never in, actually. I like Devin Booker a lot. But if, if I were Devin Booker, I, it's, I'd get out of Phoenix. Fuck that. Golden State's going. Dallas can't beat Golden State. Memphis can't beat Golden State. Nobody's going to beat Golden State. They're going, and it looks like it's probably going to be the Heat. Real quick, I wanted to talk a little bit of NFL. I saw Jerry Judy got arrested. I was thinking it'd probably be a rookie, but it's funny. Every season, every single off season and preseason and OTA time, there is always some some player is gonna do something dumb. It like never fails. Uh I mean I I've done some dumb shit. <laughs> And yet, I've never managed to get in as much trouble as some of these guys do. It's it's crazy. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. But, so yeah, Jerry Judy, he just went to, uh, you know, Russ, Russ, Russell Wilson's number one wideout, just got arrested. I don't know if you guys have seen Russell Wilson lately. He is a chunk. <laughs> I mean, his arms are jacked, obviously. He's got super jacked arms, but... He is looking rotund. And I'm not trying to body shame or nothing, but it's like you're going to be getting hit full speed soon, Russ. You need to be ready for that. And he's already had some ankle problems, and I just don't worry about his weight and and getting through a whole season. He's had some lower leg injury problems and ankles and stuff over the years. And so, uh, I mean, he looks big. His arms are big, and and whatnot, But it, it something looks a little weird about Russell Russell Wilson. I just thought I'd mention that. He looks a little something. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, keep an eye on the NFL. Still seeing if uh, Baker Mayfield ends up anywhere. My wife and I were riding uh, back from seeing my family today, and she's like, so what did the Browns do in the draft? You haven't said anything about it. <laughs> and I was like, well, they traded their first-round picks for Deshaun Watson, and she looks at me and she goes, is he any good, really? And I'm like, man, yes. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, okay. And she's like, well, what do you think happened with these women? And I'm like, I don't really know. I know that he's going to have an O.J. Simpson-like trial where he gets off criminally and then probably gets taken to the rack civilly, especially since he just got $280 million guaranteed. A lot of people aren't talking about Deshaun Watson right now, but it's about time to start because he's already done his news press conference, and they've announced him as the quarterback. Look, if Roger Goodell doesn't do anything because he's waiting for these civil uh, cases to get resolved, which might take a while, I was thinking about it. It's if I were the if I were the Browns, they may force the NFL to do something because. If they just are like, well, we're playing him. You haven't suspended him. It's possible we might see Deshaun Watson play a season and then get suspended or something crazy. It's really possible. The Browns are in a very odd position. Ideally, in a perfect world, Baker Mayfield wouldn't be making $18 million on his fifth-year deal, and they'd be able to just keep him around, and, and he'd start the season. Because there's no guarantee Deshaun Watson's around, but he doesn't want to be there. The Browns don't want him there. They don't want to pay him that money, and nobody else does. The rest of the league... Okay, let me let me make something very, very clear. It's not that nobody's interested in Baker Mayfield. All of the news channels and Adam, Adam Scheffler or whatever, all these people want you to believe that nobody wants Baker Mayfield. And that's not true. What nobody wants to do is pay the contract he's owed at all and when he gets cut he'll get signed the Browns are still going to have to pay him and then somebody else will sign him for a lot less but he'll be signed immediately why? because he plays the most important position in the NFL and if you've ever shown even a glimmer of I might be good you get chance after chance after chance after chance and Carson Wentz is a great example he showed a glimmer one time years ago, and he just keeps getting chances. Been cashing in on that one half season he had. He got hurt that season, and everybody is looking to bring that out of him. We can get that, and Baker's got tape like that where you can look at it. He had a couple, se- you know, he had that one season basically. Well, he had two seasons. But the one season he played really great, they didn't actually make the playoffs. The next year he didn't play as well, actually, and they did make the playoffs. And so it's just weird tape, but there's there's glimmers all over it. There's, like, hope for anybody. Any coach would can see it. And he's, he's obviously a starting quarterback in the NFL, and, and the Browns are going to have to cut him. They're going to cut Baker Mayfield, the first overall pick in the draft, and somebody's going to sign him the next day, the same day. Uh, I'm not really worried about it. The Browns are just hanging on to him right now cuz they just are dreading it. They don't want to rip off the band-aid, but that's what they have to do. You you can't have him hanging around at this point. All the shit that everybody's been saying and his podcast and shit. I mean, if he didn't have a the shit, if he just like didn't say all the things he said, he they would have been able to trade him. But and some of it you got to remember too. Some of it is the other league and the other teams in the league are mad at the Browns for paying Deshaun Watson as much as they did. And once they gave him all that guaranteed money, nobody really wanted to help him out with Baker Mayfield, even if it would help themselves out. It's like, it's just the contract, though. Like I said, he'll get re signed for less and he'll be starting again. He'll get a chance. And you know, Drew Locke, he ain't going to play very long. I mean, Baker Mayfield's better than that dude. Um, I, don't know. I I can't even Daniel Jones the guy in New York. Like I mean I could name a dozen a dozen teams that Baker could is better than. I mean the Panthers, you know, any anybody. A lot of people thought the day that Baker gets cut he'll sign with the Steelers, but the Steelers are all in on Kenny now. They got their uh, Bo Callahan from draft day and they have to start him. You can't start Mitchell Trubisky. You can't, you can't start him. Part of the problem is that Kenny Pickett's already like 25. There's no time for him to develop. He's already old. Get him in there. He's not like you know 19 like Patrick Mahomes was or something. You know you got to start him. He's, he was a, like a fifth-year senior. So I think the Steelers butchered that. Not in love. Not in love. Last thing, I've uh, been watching some shows. I've just finished up Tokyo Vice. I don't know if you guys have watched that yet on HBO Max. It's pretty sweet. It's it's really sweet. It makes me want to go to Japan really bad. I don't know how gambling is in Japan, but <clears throat> I'm sure there's some. <laughs> I know like there's all those like pachinko parlors and all the like kind of crazy. There's like games. I just don't know. I don't know is sports betting a thing in Japan? I would think. I don't know what sport they're betting on though. Just like our sports, I don't know. It looks sweet though. It just looks so like. Why doesn't the whole world look like this? <laughs> like why does everywhere just look like this? Japan looks fucking crazy. I love it. I think anything else? No, not really. So yeah, fights are tomorrow night. Make sure you guys, oh yeah, I just wanted to say, I, I have uh, been checking, checked up on my analytics. I hadn't really checked them in a while. And I saw, I've got people kind of all over the world right now. I see some people over in, uh, Germany and a couple people in Australia. Uh, really cool. Uh, and I, after my last episode of asking people to hit the follow, I noticed I've had quite a few more follows. So, uh, yeah, hit the like and follow. Super appreciate it. It makes me feel good. You know, come down here, get my, get my rip on and feel good about myself. It's nice. <laughs> anyway, see, talk to you guys on Sunday after the uh, event, the UFC event, and we'll have a couple more of these playoff games we'll get a chance to talk about as well. Talk to you all later.